Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited-time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited-time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Good evening, America, and welcome to this Just the News, Real America's Voice special report, The Battle for Border Security. I'm your host, John Solomon. Tonight, in partnership with our sponsor, Heritage Action for America, we're going to explore the battle being waged all across this nation to restore security to our southern border. The Biden administration has had nearly two and a half years to work with Congress in order to fix our nation's border crisis. Instead, they have eviscerated the security at the border. Just last month, President Biden signed a resolution marking the official end of all COVID health emergency provisions, including the Trump-era Title 42, which had kept many illegal migrants out of the country. And despite Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas declaring the border is closed and secure, the exact opposite is happening, based on everyone who's been to that border. Now, more than ever before, we are seeing a major influx of illegal immigrants and drugs like fentanyl being trafficked into our country, along with children and women. According to our U.S. Customs Border Patrol Agency, the first seven months of fiscal year 2023 involved nearly 100 people who were encountered who had their name appear on a terrorist watch list. This is more apprehensions of suspected terrorists than all of 2017, 18, 19, and 20, the entire Trump era combined. And just within this last year alone, CPB agents have seized nearly 20,000 pounds of fentanyl, enough to kill over 3.8 billion people. You heard me right, 3.8 billion people. There is no doubt in anyone's mind that as of today, every state has become a border state. Worse yet, every major city across America has been forced into utilizing an abundance of taxpayer dollars to try to address safety and health net issues that are being strained by this illegal migration. Now, Republicans in the House have done much to try to address this. The Democrats, including in the White House and in the Senate, are blocking it. But today, we're going to bring you a series of guests who know the frontline story of what's going on at the border. And we're going to begin today with a member of Congress who is at the border often. He serves on the House Judiciary and Oversight Committee's great friend of this show, Congressman of Arizona. Congressman, uh, the situation at the border is truly dire, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And um, we just got numbers out that you had more than 200,000 encounters last month at the border. Most of those people are gonna be let into our country. We aren't gonna vet them because we don't have the uh, resources and the capability to vet them. And John, it, when we talk about um, drugs being interdicted, they're interdicted at the ports of entry. We have massive amounts coming through between the ports of entry. Uh, we talk about the human trafficking, the sex trafficking. John, let's just cut to the chase. Uh, just recently retired CBP uh, Chief Ortiz himself said under oath just a few months ago that the cartels control our border, our southern border. And yet today in a debate I had with uh, a Democrat, he told, the, he told the world that there is no problem on the border. And he said the cartels do not control the border. And uh, that is just bogus. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's absolutely debunked by testimony and documents. Uh, it's just incredible to see that they hold that line. I want to ask you this because you have your finger on the pulse of America. You're dealing with constituents and real people. Do Americans buy the Biden line anymore? Have they realized now? <laughs> I know what's going on. You're not going to lie to me anymore. 
In Arizona, you have a small fragment of Democrats on the left that still believe the Biden line. And it wouldn't matter if you took them down and they got to watch everything that you and I have seen. Uh, but the vast majority of Arizonans say, look, we know what's going on. Don't be snowing us. And, and uh, even our Democrat senators are very concerned about what's happening at the southern border. And they've, I know that, that they've even requested that the Biden administration do something about it, but they're not getting any more response than I get from, from the Biden administration. Amazing. Um, this is going to be a big issue in 2024. I want to ask about something that continues to obfuscate the debate, and that's the new shell game of how we're counting uh, illegal aliens. The Biden administration created two other ways where people come into the country unlawfully still, but they get in and they're no longer being counted as illegal migrants. Tell us about that shell game and how much it's manipulating the numbers. Yeah, there's actually probably several. Uh, one is the CBP-1 app where, where people can actually pre, John, get this, they can pre-register to come into the country illegally. That's to, to allow them to be more quickly processed and released into the country. Uh, there's another uh, a scam that's the the parole, the c categorical parole uh, that is contrary to our, our laws and our statutes. So they've got two basically two classes. If you're from Nicaragua, Cuba, uh, Colombia, uh, or Haiti, you're going to get in um, with basically up to 30,000 per month, unvetted, no problem. You get paroled into the country, you're gonna work for a couple of years, you're gonna be lost, we'll never catch you again. Uh, and that goes along with the other parolees that they're letting in. And uh, last year they let in over 300,000. And then I'd say a third one that they're working on now is they're trying to get these resource centers uh, stood up uh, all, all through uh, the Americas where people can go in and uh, pre-register, declare their asylum, uh, uh, also contrary to U.S. law, and, and facilitate getting them into the country and released into the country. Uh, so yeah, they, they, these are the mechanisms that they're using. Those and, and then if you're coming through the port of entry using that CBP-1 app, you're not going to be uh, counted as an encounter between the ports of entry because why? Because CBP's jurisdiction is between the ports of entry. OFO's jurisdiction is at the port of entry. And that's so they so they move people over to the port of entry and they're not counting them. We used to have fake news. Now we have fake math, thanks to the Biden administration. Uh, they say the number is going down, but when you combine these numbers together, it is just as bad as it's ever been. Correct? That that's right. You're still you're still right near record numbers, somewhere between two thirty to two hundred fifty thousand. That's just encounters and people coming across. John, that doesn't include known gotaways and unknown gotaways, which actually is between fifty and hundred thousand people a month. My goodness, what a what a travesty. Um, there is a lot of people we could say are doing nothing. Alejandro Mayorkas, Joe Biden, the Senate Democrats, some could even argue some of the Senate Republicans. But you can't say that about the House Republicans. The Secure the Border Act is perhaps the most comprehensive piece of immigration and border security reform ever passed in the Congress in my lifetime in Washington. Tell us why it's important, what its most important tools are. So you revise the asylum laws um, and, and that's important because everybody that's coming across is, is declaring asylum. You impose the, the Remain in Mexico policy. And, and when, by doing that, that slows down the number of people that actually come because they, they right now, if they can come in, declare asylum, they know that six years from now, that's when the first court case is really going to for them is going to be. And by then they're lost to the system. Whereas if you re require them to remain in Mexico, that that will keep them out. Uh, we're doing things with uh, families and the and the Flores decision. So where that uh, you're going to keep a family together, but you're going to be able to remove them. And one part that we couldn't get through, John, which 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 would actually be really powerful is to actually say, if we don't have bed space for you, our law requires us to keep you and detain you until your um, uh, uh, immigration status is adjudicated. We're going to send you back. We're going to send you back home. And uh, we couldn't get uh, all of our colleagues to join in that. But that that was that was Chip Roy's uh, plan and is a great plan. And uh, it, we, we have got to convince our colleagues of the urgency so they get all of that through. But right now, you're right. The current the current plan that's sitting in the Senate is the most comprehensive uh, border security plan since I've uh, in the last 20 some odd years that I've been following this. And 
Uh, although it's not perfect, it would go a long way to slowing this down and taking away the incentives of people that enter this country illegally. Yeah, that it would. Uh, I have one last question for you, Congressman. There is a big gap of time before the next election. It's clear this issue is going to be a big, major issue in every community in America in the 2024 election. In between that, I wanted just you to have you handicap. How much can the courts potentially help uh, force Joe Biden to do things he's not doing right now? And is there anything that Congress has in its back pocket that it might use in the appropriations bill to create uh, action, even though Joe Biden himself won't act on his own? Yeah, first part of the question is uh, the courts have actually ruled in favor of border security multiple times, but Alejandro Mayorkas and uh, Department of Homeland Security and CBP uh, leadership has, has basically found ways to, to worm their way uh, around it. And sometimes they appeal and sometimes they just kind of uh, ignore it and go forward. So that's a problem. Uh, and our remedy for that is is in the appropriation process well there's two remedies first of all uh, we should be in my opinion impeaching uh, 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 homeland security secretary alejandro mayorkas um, and removing him but we, he probably wouldn't get removed when he went to the senate but the second part of it is we have to control the funding and the budget and uh, direct that very specifically and and control that and right now if they're not going to use it to actually deter entry there you they want to use the funds just so you know john and so the audience knows they want to use those funds to expedite illegal entry and and we want to use those funds to prevent illegal entry and stop the incentives for people to come illegally it is shameful what they've tried to do, but you are on the case. And I know something, in a sea of misinformation and dishonesty in Washington, you are a fresh breath of truth, particularly on this issue. Congressman, all the times you've been to the border, all you've done to educate the American people. One thing I've heard of, the everyday Americans, they know what's going on now. It's because of the great work that you and others of your colleagues have done. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, thanks John, my pleasure. Good it's luck, a, man. It's a great honor to have you on. Folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking to the head of the, or the vice president of the Border Patrol Agency Union. A lot of frontline intelligence on the way right after these messages. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Hey folks, can your IRA or 401k stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is right at our doorstep? By allocating a percentage of your retirement into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from a turbulent market and economic downturns. All you got to do is put your IRA back on the gold standard. With a multi-trillion dollar trade deficit and ongoing geopolitical instability, experts say now is the time to make the switch. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Protect your retirement today with one simple phone call and receive your free gold and silver guide from my good friends at Genesis Gold. To do that, call Genesis Gold Group today at 800 200 G-O-L-D, gold. That's 800-200-GOLD. And find out how you can add precious metals to your IRA. One more time, let me give you the number. It's 800-200-4653. gold Or visit them at genesisgoldgroup.com. Genesis Gold, welcome to the John Solomon Just the News family.
Welcome back, America. Our next guest, he is on the front lines of the greatest border security crisis America has ever seen. He serves as the vice president of the National Border Patrol Council, representing all the brave men and women of the Border Patrol. And he has sounded the alarm on the ongoing crisis at the southern border for years. Everything Art Del Cueto has told us has come true. He's been a truth teller in an era where a lot of people try to obfuscate what's going on the border. And we're very lucky to have him on the show right now. Art, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, as, as we were saying earlier, uh, this is what it takes. You got to continue telling people and, and explain to them, hey, this is what it comes down to. This is what's going on. Because unfortunately, uh, as I've said, it's it's become kind of the norm and people are accepting, hey, look, people are coming across illegally. They're getting released. Uh, there's individuals that come across uh, and, and they send agents to those areas so they can distract them and then drugs are coming in. So, hey, people are dying of fentanyl, heroin, meth. Uh, guns are now going south is what you know they're saying so and, and that's become the norm and it's not the norm it should not become the norm and we cannot allow it to become the norm uh, and, and unfortunately i think there's some politicians out there that have been waiting for that because they want it to become the norm that way people say oh it's, it's not a big deal it, it's normal uh, but it's far from it yeah let me zero in on two politicians president joe biden and his homeland security chief uh, secretary mayorkas uh, do you believe their goal is to normalize the lawlessness? I, I think not only has it been their their goal, it's a, they want people to turn away from it. You know, don't look at it, don't ask, don't tell. Uh, it's kind of like their attitude. They've been saying it for quite some time. Hey, the border's secure. It's under control. Uh, yet there's uh, news medias like yourself that are out here showing, hey, look, it's not under control. Look at these people that are coming across. Look at these individuals that are sneaking into the country. Look at who's climbing over fences. Look at the drugs. Look at the statistics. Uh, and, and all the while, the White House is sitting there saying, oh, no, no, everything's OK. Uh, don't worry about it. It's under control. It, it, it's far from under control. Yeah. And there are two sets of humans that I know pay the dearest price on this. One of them are the illegals that are coming into the country because we've created the most inhumane way to come to the United States with the drug cartels being in charge, and then the men and women of the Border Patrol, which are being asked to do things that are unconscionable. Tell us first, how are your brothers and sisters in the Border Patrol doing? And then tell us some of the horrors that these uh, migrants are being put through because of the way Joe Biden has created this open border. You know, it, it, it's very frustrating uh, for the men and women that are out there putting their lives on the line because at the end of the day, they, they took an oath, right? And they're trying to fulfill that oath. And they realize that processing is part of the job. There's a lot of things that are part of the job. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, uh, the, the law enforcement aspect of the job, it almost seems like it's been ignored. And more and more agents are just put in processing areas where individuals are just getting released. Yeah. And that's the frustrating part. And, you know, you talk about, you know, of these individuals that are being handed over to drug cartels, you know, young kids that are being handed over to drug cartels so they can come into the country. Obviously, that's putting them at risk. But let's look at the broader picture. You have individuals that are coming into the United States and they're claiming that they have no record. And obviously, when they get checked through records in the United States, no records come out. But they can have serious criminal records in their country or they can be serious criminals from their country. And, and we, there's no way for us in America to find out. And, and now those people are getting released. And, and that's what this, this administration is doing. It's allowed, you know, individuals that are potential criminals to just get released in the United States. And it's allowing, you know, children and minors to be handed over to actual criminals so they can be used as a loophole for individuals to come across and get released in the United States. Uh, I mean, it's just quite a mess. Uh, the, the administration that has painted this picture of, you know, there's poor people that are trying to come better their lives. And we have to welcome them with open arms. And I understand that aspect of it. However, they don't understand the huge domino effect that that's created because, you know, the, the wolf is laying there waiting to see how, you know, how they can make their money. And, you know, that's the cartels. And what they're doing is they know they can charge a quota for all groups that are coming through the border. They're making their money. They're using them as distractions. So now they're getting their drugs across. And it's all caused because this administration, you know, is blinded to the facts of what actually is happening out there. Yeah. And they're trying to keep America from absorbing those facts. And that's, right. that's the, the hardest part to watch. You do such a great job educating us. I'm going to ask you a hard question because I think a lot of Americans don't want to face this, but this is true. How many times do you, or what percentage of young women do you come across who on the journey here with the cartels? are raped or put into some form of indentured servitude as a means of paying to get into the country? Is it a large percentage? 
Right. So this is the problem with that. Uh, you have the individuals that come across, you have the, the unaccompanied females that come across many times, you know, in large groups. And when they get detained uh, at, at the border, where they first come across, you know, they're very shy. They're very timid. Obviously, they're in the group. So the coyote, the guy that's traveling, uh, they bring him across. And just for clarification, the coyote is is the word that's used for the actual individual that's crossing them through, kind of like the guide right. that's crossing them and bringing them into the United States. He's he's in that group. So they're not going to be very vocal about it at that point. Uh, it's, it's until you bring them to the station and then, you know, some of the intel individuals go ahead and, you know, they, they go ahead and talk to them. And, you know, they're able to tell them in, in a private setting. But you have they have to press them because they're, they're terrified. A lot of times they, they don't want to say anything. It's sometimes very apparent when you encounter the group and, and some of the females, when they see you, they just stuck their head. You try to ask a question and they even refuse to answer or they'll look over, you know, to see who's who's with them in the group. Uh, so you can tell that, that the issues are there. Uh, and it's just frustrating. And, and honestly, when it comes to the percentage of who's getting raped and, you know, who's getting put into an indentured service, if it, if it was 1%, it's too much. And, and, and whatever percentage it is, uh, it is, it does fall in the hands of this administration. They created the magnet. I mean, they can refuse to, they can say they did it, but that magnet was created by them. Yeah. On day We've interviewed many migrants who acknowledged that they, it was Joe Biden's promise that draw the, drew them here. So I want to talk about two tools that have been taken away from uh, the Border Patrol in recent months by the Biden administration. Uh, the aerofloat balloons that give you the ability to track gotaways and uh, the DNA testing for children that don't look like they're part of a family and maybe part of a trafficking operation. How detrimental has been the loss of those two tools in the last few months? It's it's extreme. I mean, you're taking away tools that work and they're effective. And a lot of it, they said it's because of some of the money and the budget constraints. But when you look at the facilities that they have and the facilities that they're maintaining, where they're just bringing people in, catching them and releasing them. When you look at, you know, they're giving money to these NGOs to, to continue to further release people in the United States. You know, that's money that it could have been utilized to protect our nation's borders. And it wasn't. And, and I'm talking in the millions. Right. Right. It, the millions that, that they've utilized, you know, a month to uh, to do these uh, facilities and to release people in the United States. Yet you're taking effective tools from the agents. And at the same time, you're putting the agents lives at risk because, you know, you don't have, you know, uh, the visual of what's coming across, who's coming across, who are bandits, who are, you know, are the individuals that are bringing drugs across, who's armed, who's not armed. So you've taken away that whole intel piece from it. And, and but, you know, look at it. Uh, I've, I've been seeing this for quite some time. Uh, it, it's also a way for them to be able to say, hey, if no one's seeing people come across and get away, then maybe the gotaways aren't that bad. Because for, for a while, they weren't even talking about gotaways. Uh, the gotaways started becoming, people started opening their eyes about that. Yeah. And, and now, you know, if you don't have visual of the gotaways, I guess you can say, oh, the gotaways have gone down. Uh, it's just the way they fumble with the numbers. Yeah, they are playing a numbers game. I want to ask about two numbers that have caught the attention of intelligence experts around this country. A massive number of Chinese uh, uh, immigrants coming here illegally, crossing the border. They clearly got exit visas from their countries. That means their country sending them here. And then the number of people that are flagged as having terrorist ties, both are going up at unprecedented numbers. How serious a problem do we have? Look, I, I think it's even more serious than what's reported. So if you have a large group of individuals that come from a country and they're all from the same country, say it's a country of interest, right, where we know that they have terroristic ties. And, and, and if you just get one or two individuals in that large group that, that hits the terrorist watch list, then, you know, they're, they're all from the same country. They all travel together. That whole trek of where they came from all the way through South America, all the way through Mexico, into the United States, that was basically they traveled together. So if you get a group or a couple in that group that uh, are of, uh, on the terrorist watch list, I think you have to be wary of everyone in that group. They all travel together. You don't know, you know what influence may, they may have had. You know their intentions. And, and, and obviously, there's a lot of criminals out there that have just not gotten caught. Yep. So I think it, it's, it's, a, it's an eye-opener, and we have to see something like that. Uh, unfortunately, and I hate to be the doomsdayer, right? I, I'm just basically, uh, I'm a truth teller. I want to tell the truth. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's something that could affect us many, many years from now. And, and, and I hope I'm wrong on that one. I really, truly hope I'm wrong. But we've released way too many individuals into the United States, uh, knowing that they're not going to show up to their court date, first and foremost, that have hung around or they've been you know, in long journeys with individuals that obviously want to do harm to our country. Yeah.
in China? Any doubt that China is taking advantage of this moment? You know, I think every country is taking advantage of this moment. All the criminal cartels are taking advantage. You know, terrorist factions can be taking care of it because they realize all they got to do is come into the United States, ask for asylum. The system is so overwhelmed, they'll get turned over to some of these, you know, humanitarian groups that will then release them into the United States. They know right now is a free ticket. Claim asylum. You don't have a record in the U.S. You will get released regardless of your criminal intent in another country. Yeah. Art Del Coedo, we owe you and all of your colleagues in the Border Patrol an enormous debt of gratitude. You're working under almost impossible circumstances. You still get the job done every day, and you're helping us get the truth in an era where a lot of people are trying to hide what's going on. We are so grateful for you and every one of your colleagues. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, my friend. All right, folks, we're up against a commercial break. We'll have more to come with Pinell County Sheriff Mark Lamb right after these messages. You won't want to miss out. Folks, we're sponsored today by Donors Trust, the tax-friendly way to preserve your charitable giving. In times of crisis, those with a giving spirit and a desire to build up civil society find ways to be helpful. And that's when it's good to have a charitable resource ready to deploy when they're needed most. Donors Trust offers donor-advised funds or giving accounts. You can use these funds as your own charitable investment account and manage your charitable giving in a way that's smart, tax-advantaged, aligned with your values, and private. Donors Trust clients are using their funds to support charities helping their local communities while also using their giving account to simultaneously support think tanks and liberty-minded organizations that believe our constitutional rights shouldn't get lost in a time of emergency. Now is the time to take a closer look at Donors Trust and join their community of liberty-minded donors by opening a donor-advised fund. Go to DonorsTrust.org slash JustNews for the ultimate survival guide to charitable giving and learn how a donor advice fund can preserve your ability to give to the charities you love. That's donorstrust.org slash justnews. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Welcome back, America, to this special report, The Battle for Border Security, sponsored by our partner, Heritage Action for America. Our next guest tonight, well, he's been a sheriff on the front lines of Arizona, uh, less than 100 miles from the southern border in Pinal County. And despite the distance, he has dealt with illegal immigration, the fentanyl crisis, human trafficking, and so much more as the Mexican drug cartels continue the control of our border. Sheriff Mark Lamb joins us now to talk about all that America's suffering from an open border. Great to have you back on, Sheriff. Great to be here, John. Thank you for having me. It is cliche now almost to say that every community is a border community, but it is really a truism now. There isn't a community in America that isn't affected by the border crisis. You see it day in and day out. I know the fentanyl poisonings, the the crime. How bad has it gotten in the last year as Joe Biden's border policy has become more 
obvious to American, uh, American public. You know, it's really been in the last two years and the last year, obviously, it's gotten even worse. It doesn't seem to be getting any better uh, with this administration. We've seen a 610 percent increase in uh, drug seizures in our county, fentanyl. We've seen a 477 percent increase in a 460 percent increase in pursuits involving human smuggling, a 300 plus increase in in traffic stops involving human smuggling. Uh, we just had 20 pounds of cocaine we got last week. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. And I've been saying from the beginning, what happens in our backyard today will be in your front yard tomorrow. And what I mean by that is when we ask people that we stop, where do you plan on going? None of them ever say Arizona. Every one of them mentions a different state throughout the union. And so that's what uh, concerns us. And we try to stop it and do the best we can to keep the fentanyl and all these folks that are coming here illegally. We try to keep them uh, and that human trafficking aspect. We try to keep it out of the other states. Do you from the many, many illegal aliens that you and your team get to interview every day, any doubt that the drug cartels are in control of the border in the flow of illegal migration to this country? No, there's no doubt whatsoever. Look, these guys control every aspect of it down on the border. Anybody that comes across is paying a toll to the cartels. We had a, a, a we stopped a group the other day, and it was sorry about that. My dog in the background. That's all right. We stopped a group the other day, and that group had three people in it and a child. One of them was from uh, Nicaragua, and she had paid thirteen thousand dollars to the cartels and she did it on credit, which means that she was either gonna pay through sex or she was gonna pay through work, whatever it was, she was ultimately gonna pay that fee to the cartels. Mm, it's just heartbreaking. Also, there seems to be a second partner and a lot of times it goes unreported in the news media, but the, the NGOs, uh, the nonprofit organizations often fund it with American tax dollars. They kind of complete the cycle of human trafficking by assuring that they can move people once they get into the country to other destinations. How much does that encourage illegal migration? What well, encourages it a ton? This is a huge industry. It went from $500 million to $13 billion. And the cartels are making so much money off of the human bodies. And they're, they're recruiting young kids, 16-year-olds. We've seen as young as 12-year-olds, but a lot of kids and, and people under the age of 18, and they're paying them thousands of dollars per body to come down to places like my county or, or Cochise County or Yuma County, pick these folks up and then transport them back to Phoenix. These are the guys we're having pursuits with. And uh, all of the messaging from this government, like you said, John, is just encouraging people to come to this country. And there's no consequences for coming. They're giving them court dates for two to five years from now. Why would people want, why would they not come? Look, that's what's encouraging people to come. And this is what I keep standing up against and fighting against this government saying, stop saying, make, make a definitive statement and say, do not come here. It, the only way you can come here is if you go through the legal process. Yeah, you have been a cogent voice, and so many Americans have learned about the border crisis, first, border crisis firsthand from your great work. Now you're looking to make a move into politics, into the United States Senate. Tell us what motivated that and what sort of solutions you're beginning to develop at a policy level that you can bring to Washington. You know, I think the easiest, you're right. I, I realize there's only so much I can do on the state level. I love being the sheriff and we've done a lot of work and we continue to do work every day to stop the flow of drugs and humans and human trafficking into this country. Uh, but I realize that this has this fight has to now be taken to the federal level. We need people that understand this border crisis on a deep level, that understand the rule of law on a deep level, which is why I've thrown my hat into the Senate race. And hopefully people will come support me at Sheriff Lamb for Senate.com. Um, it takes a lot of money to run these races. So please come support me. And if you live in Arizona, sign my petition. But what we're going to do is we can start by getting back to the Trump era's policies and we can start by enforcing the law. We have laws on the books. And as soon as we start enforcing those, I can assure you that it will start to curtail the flow of people that come into this country. And then we've got to treat the, the, the cartels for the terrorists that they are. We need to declare them terrorists and start treating them as such. And that will give us the ability to go after them and impose our will on them as instead of them imposing their will on us. We've got to get them to fear the American people and the American government again. Um, but right now they just don't. Yeah, the House Republicans have put together a lot of the great ideas you've been talking about into a package called the Secure the Border Act. The House have passed that already. 
Uh, if it were to get to the Senate and get through the Senate and to Joe Biden, will it have a positive effect on our country? Well, it absolutely would have a positive effect. I just don't know that Joe Biden's going to sign it. I think this administration has consistently uh, made moves that show that they want open borders. They they said so, John. They said He said back when he was campaigning, and they continue to say it, they're trying to change the face of America. Joe Biden said he wanted to reinvent America, and they're doing that. And the way they do that is by changing the demographics in this country. Um, they're flooding. They're breaking our systems. They're flooding our communities. Um, they're putting people on the streets. They're they're overwhelming our welfare systems, and they're increasing crime in communities. They're increasing uh, fentanyl poisonings in communities, and they don't seem to care. They don't seem to have be making any moves to stop any of that. And so it's clear that they're 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 all for this, and and ultimately they're undermining the rule of law by opening the borders and by not securing it. And, uh, you know, this is one of the things articulated by the founding fathers in the fourth article. And the, uh, they said it's their job to defend yes. our borders. Yeah, no doubt about it. And right now there's very little defense. Uh, we got about a minute left. I want to talk a little bit about the national security implications. Lots of terrorists or people with terrorist connections have been apprehended. Lots of criminals led into the country. A lot of times people think, oh, it's just uh, families and their children looking for a better life. But the people crossing the border often come from countries uh, uh, and send men like from China that clearly have intentions other than just getting a family into the country. How bad are the national security implications of the people you see crossing the border every day? John, I think that the border security issue is the primary threat to the American people right now. You know, just to give you an example, Yuma County a couple of weeks ago had 5,800 or had 2,800 people they apprehended from 57 different countries. Mm. A lot of these people are coming from China. They're coming from Mauritania, which is a little small country in Africa, which has been known to have terrorists. They're coming from Ukraine and Russia and Cuba and all these different places. And we saw from 9-11, it only takes a handful of people with bad intentions to really wreak some havoc on the American people. And what we have allowed over the last two years is an exorbitant amount of people to come through the country, come into this country, many of whom do not love America. America and would wish to do harm on America. You're seeing a video right now with some of those people coming through. And this is a this is the primary threat to American people. And then above and beyond that, you've got the fentanyl and all the drugs that are killing American people at, an, uh, at a tremendous rate at 100,000 plus people a year. Um, and that is more effective than any war we've ever had. Yeah. Chemical warfare with China assisting the Mexican drug cartels, an enormous threat to this uh, country. Sheriff Lamb, we are always honored to have you on the show. You always give us a healthy dose of reality, even when people in Washington sometimes are trying to avoid it. Great honor to have you on and getting such a good update. Thank you, John. Always appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more conversation with a policy expert that has his ear to the ground listening to what the grassroots of America is saying. Ryan Walker joins us right after these brief messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, 
you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. All right, folks, we began this conversation by taking you to the front lines of the border crisis, talking to a sheriff, talking to a senator in Congress, trying to make a difference. We're going to pivot now to the policy solutions that are sitting right in front of this country to make this a situation that we can resolve. Joining us right now is Ryan Walker, the acting executive director of Heritage Action for America, our sponsor for tonight. Ryan, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me, John. We've uh, had a very powerful walkthrough of just how bad the situation is at the border and how much it has penetrated every community in America, no matter how close or far you live from the border. But now the question pivots to what can everyday Americans do to begin to exert the sort of pressure that will lead to long-term resolutions? Big victories in the House. It seems like the new battleground is the Senate, right? That's right. So we have uh, H.R. 2 that has passed the House, as I'm sure uh, the viewers have heard. It now moves over to the Senate. Uh, and in fact, we had some recent activity on this. Senator Marshall offered H.R. 2 as an amendment uh, on a bill that recently was considered by the Senate. And miraculously, we had uh, a number of individuals that were surprises in supporting that. So the, the movement and action really does center around the Senate getting H.R. 2 reintroduced on the Senate side and ultimately getting it considered. Yeah. And, you know, what's interesting is that uh, it, it was a magnanimous moment when the House passed it because there's been previous attempts to get this sort of immigration reform through Congress for many years. They always ended up in failure. And now with a very small majority, Kevin McCarthy gets these sort of reforms through. What was the key to getting the House to do what it did? Well, that's a great question. And I think it goes back to the grassroots. Uh, so since 2018, Congress and especially the House of Representatives have been trying to pass border security legislation or at least legislation uh, in name only that addressed border security. Uh, the efforts in 2018 and since then have failed until now. Uh, and I think Heritage Action believes that that's because of the action and energy of the grassroots. They have spent the past two or three election cycles, taking a serious look at where candidates and elected representatives are on the issue of border security and simply demanding that they respond to voters' wishes and that they address this issue that is affecting them on a daily basis. Crime, fentanyl, you've mentioned some of these uh, uh, pain points of border security and the open borders policy of the Biden administration. Finally, grassroots individuals and, and, and voters have woken up to this reality and are demanding that their elected representatives adhere to and pass strong border security legislation, which again, for the first time uh, in decades, uh, we have seen this year. Uh, and I think it's truly because of that energy around the election cycles and getting conservatives or, or even Republicans who believe in border security into office. Yeah, we've seen uh, the energy that Heritage Action for America has created, whether it's on election integrity, parents' rights, now border security. Uh, it, it is an amazing thing, but when constituents get activated and they start talking to their policymakers, their lawmakers, their elected leaders, 
action really happens. Things that have been long in a ditch can suddenly pop out onto the road and get to the finish line. Uh, what are some of the tactics uh, and tools that Heritage Action has made available to everyday Americans that are empowering them to have those conversations and have that sort of impact on public policy? Yeah, that's a great question, John, and, and a great uh, expose of what Heritage Action does on a daily basis and tries to provide uh, to grassroots uh, voters. And so that includes uh, a breakdown of the problem at hand. We educate the grassroots uh, and, and voters across America on the issues, uh, especially something like border security, how it is impacting their local community, whether it be fentanyl or crime statistics, you name it, we're providing that information to them. We then take that information and develop policy solutions through our colleagues at the Heritage Foundation. We send around those uh, uh, suggestions to both lawmakers and voters and ask them to engage with their elected officials to ask that these policies be included in whatever piece of legislation uh, is voted on to deal with the issue. We then uh, take those grassroots individuals, those voters, and go alongside them. We provide them with uh, recommended talking points when they're calling their office. We inform them on how and when best to contact their office. Uh, we give them call scripts, email uh, uh, drafts to send to their elected representatives, and we put them directly into contact with those individuals. We hold events in the states uh, with those elected members, uh, both for educational purposes and so that they have a direct connection to their elected representative. Uh, and so we regularly encourage that activity uh, from the members at Heritage Action and, and provide them with all of the resources that they need to go and effectively uh, uh, lobby their representative on, on the policies that they want to see implemented. Yeah, and it's a funny thing, but facts are very stubborn in these policy debates. If you can get the facts in front of people, uh, all of a sudden uh, lawmakers are paying attention. I think there's been some extraordinary numbers, nearly 4 million illegal aliens entered into the country since Joe Biden became president. There was a new number just in the last few days put out by Border Patrol of 460 people with terrorist ties that have tried to come through either the southern or northern border. Uh, uh, thousands of Chinese uh, aliens coming into the country on, in numbers we've never seen before. By the way, you can't leave China without an exit visa, so that means the government's pushing them in this direction. It seems like these statistics are beginning to create a, uh, a uh, pressure on Democrats who have long resisted border security reform. Tell us the dynamic with Democrats right now. They have a lot of seats to defend in 2024 that are tough Senate seats. Uh, are they uh, uh, softening up a little bit on Border Patrol given the extraordinary amount of information Hoffa has been able to put into the public debate? I think that they are. We've seen a lot of movement on this, uh, especially you mentioned the, the vulnerable Senate seats. So folks like John Tester and Joe Manchin, Jackie Rosen in Nevada, these senators are up for reelection. Uh, and they have seen for the first time voters in their states uh, see the impact and be able to communicate and talk about it uh, in a coherent and frequent manner uh, so that th those issues are continually highlighted. And I'll say this, John, the, the impacts of an open border are no longer at the border. They are no longer contained to Texas or Arizona or New Mexico. They are spread across the country now. Those individuals are going into the interior. Uh, they are being transported and, and put in places like Nevada, like Montana, like West Virginia. And they are uh, seeing for the first time what that those impacts are in their states. They're seeing what uh, having those illegal migrants uh, uh, in their communities means. They get to see the cost. They get to see the human capital toll on, on both the migrants themselves and their communities. Uh, so yes, the, the Senate is waking up to that. I, I saw an interesting statistic this morning, something like 95% of Republicans in a recent survey yeah. agree that border security is one of the top issues and are demanding congressional action. And stunningly, something like 80% of independents uh, are also aware of this issue and believe that it is one of the top issues that should be addressed by Congress. So this is no longer a Republican or conservative message. This is an American message that our communities need to be safer. They need to be more secure, that they need to have the ability to control who comes in and goes out of their communities. 
and what kinds of activities those individuals uh, are partaking in. And so this is this is again a message that is that is uh, seeping into the American psyche and and something that's continually raised with their elected representatives. Right, we got about a minute left. It has, and it, no doubt, it has seeped into the consciousness in ways I haven't seen in many many years in Washington. Uh, we talked about the toolkit for helping uh, everyday voters to push the Senate to get the legislation passed. There's another initiative that uh, Heritage Action has been working on, the impeachment of our Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, tell us if people, uh, well, first tell us why Mayorkas doesn't deserve to have the job in your mind, and then two, what they can do through Hoffa to get that process of impeachment going. Yeah, that's a, a great question. Uh, first and foremost, in our view, this is a dereliction of duty. It is incumbent on the executive branch to faithfully execute the laws according to the Constitution. And what Mayorkas and President Biden are doing at the southern border is simply ignoring uh, those laws and refusing to faithfully execute, uh, which is a primary component of the oath that they take when they are uh, sworn into the office that they hold. So it's our view that Congress needs to continue the investigations into the deliberate actions of Secretary Mayorkas and the Biden administration and hold him to account. Part of that process is already kicking off in the Committee on Homeland Security, and we urge members uh, to continue that work. Visit our website, heritageaction.com. We have a toolkit uh, that informs uh, any individual seeking more information on Mayorkas and his dereliction of duty and how they can get involved to urge their members, especially in the House, uh, to go about this process and impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security. These are big issues in a very historic time in, uh, in this country's great history. Uh, Ryan, what a great honor to first partner with Hoffa tonight on this special, to have this very important conversation, also to learn about all the things that you're doing to make Americans empowered to make a change on the border security issue. Great to have you on the show today. Thanks, John. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to wrap up with our last guest. She has more than 25 years of experience in the immigration and homeland security sector of government. We'll be right back. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back, America. Our last guest tonight has over 25 years of experience in the immigration and homeland security sector. She's worked at the Department of Homeland Security on policy and most recently as acting deputy chief of staff. Laura Rees joins us in her capacity now as Heritage's border security and immigration center leader at the Heritage Foundation. Laura, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me. 
We see uh, the, the border and we know that it's open. We know from the statistics that it's open. But over the last few months, the Biden administration has tried to create a false portrait that somehow illegal uh, immigration is going down. They're playing a numbers game because they've created a new way for people to enter the country and not be counted as illegal. Tell us what's going on and what the real numbers are when we, we combine the two figures. Yeah, the, the Biden administration is playing a shell game and uh, they're creating a, nu a number of additional pathways uh, for illegal aliens to come into the U.S. And so what they're doing is they are telling future illegal aliens, don't cr cross the border between the ports of entry on our southern border. Instead, use the CBP Mobile One application, make an appointment, and then you can enter through a port of entry. And uh, they're calling that a lawful pathway. They then give them parole for at least two years, work authorization. Uh, but these aliens who use that pathway are still inadmissible. So uh, the secretary does not have authority to do this. Only Congress can create uh, such immigration benefits. Um, and it doesn't make these these aliens legal. So um, it, lawful pathway is is another uh, word game this administration is playing. And the numbers are about 30,000 a month just using the CBP Mobile One application. That's in addition to a program that they announced back in January for nationals from Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua and Venezuela. Uh, where about 30,000 uh, nationals from those countries per month are also coming in through the ports of entry. So we're talking about 60,000, uh, give or take, aliens coming through the ports with these illegal programs. If you were to shift those numbers back to between the ports of entry, we're still looking at around 200,000 illegal aliens crossing per month. And that is a number the administration does not want out there. Yeah, such a great point. It is a frustrating thing for those of us who are in the business of truth, because every day the mainstream media and a lot of members of Congress are just simply using the misleading number. Now, you talked about the lack of legal authority. This Biden this by administration has been smacked down time and again by the courts for uh, assuming regulatory powers that Congress didn't give them. Will this issue, these new two pathways that the Biden administration have given, will that ultimately get the Supreme Court and is your guess that they will also be ruled illegal? Uh, they are making their way through the courts now. They're at the federal district level, and I suspect the administration will be smacked down some more on this mass parole. It is a clear violation of the immigration statute. Uh, multiple judges have uh, stated as much, um, and so we'll see if it makes it all the way to the Supreme Court. Uh, the way this administration is going, they will keep appealing to to get there. Um, the time, the clock may run out on this administration, at least in this term. Uh, but I don't anticipate the administration winning on this issue. Yeah, now the law seems to be pretty clear, and also the court's perception of the Biden administration as a extra legal uh, creator of regulations is, is clearly becoming or becoming more crystal clear, I think, to most Americans. I want to talk about the border because in, in past crises, the border has always been an issue for border states. But it is a cliche now to say every state's a border state. But it's true. The, uh, the consequences of an insecure border are now felt uh, palpably by every American, no matter what state, city, or area of the country you live in. Talk about some of the statistics that are now showing the impact in the interior of the country from the Biden uh, border policies. Well, we see this in uh, increased enrollment in public schools. We see this in uh, more crowded weight rooms and hospitals throughout the states. Um, Migrants are being um, bused to sanctuary cities, whether it's New York or, or Washington, D.C., Chicago, L.A., and uh, the, the residents there feel it as well. Uh, they're running out of space. New York has been trying to uh, give shelter to so many illegal aliens. They've used the hotels. They've tried going to schools and to uh, playgrounds, and the parents are having none of it. And, and now Chicago seems to be a focal point with a new 
new mayor. And um, residents on the south side of Chicago are, are really angry about this, not just because uh, there is limited housing, but then they, you have to compete for jobs. Yeah. Um, and the schools are affected. You know, parents want the best for their kids and for their families. And these mayors and, and um, political leaders, they wouldn't live like this. Uh, they wouldn't let their families live like this. And yet they, they don't care. They are perfectly happy to continue to be a sanctuary city um, as so long as they're getting more federal and state money to, to pay for this. But they have yet to tell the White House to stop this flow and to secure the border. Yeah, such an important uh, dynamic that so many Americans that now fill at the dinner table, the water cooler, and of course the boardroom. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit about the cycle of human smuggling, because obviously almost all the immigrants coming across the border today illegally are trafficked illegally by the drug cartels. But there's a partner on the other side of the border, these NGOs that are funded often by tax dollars. Talk about the NGO uh, complicity in this human trafficking scheme. Yes, this, the Biden administration could not pull off the, its open border policy agenda and operations without use of the NGOs. And this has become a multi-billion dollar industry just for the NGOs. There are pots of money scattered all over the federal government, whether it's Department of Homeland Security, Health and Human Services, DOJ, uh, State Department, et cetera. Um, and, and a lot of NGOs getting money to receive these aliens once uh, CBP is done processing them and then transporting them to points all over the country, uh, literally to every congressional district. Um, and so unfortunately, then a lot of these NGOs will lobby for higher levels of immigration because they benefit from it financially. Yeah. They'll, they'll lobby against immigration enforcement for the same reason. And in some cases, they'll even sue these same departments for whatever issue that they disagree with while taking money from those departments and then, you know, really from the taxpayers. So Americans are funding this smuggling. And it's very important that Congress defund these operations and defund the NGOs uh, that are doing this. Yeah, Laura, we got about a minute left. I want to ask a lot of times people feel helpless, right? They're in the uh, daily lives are busy and they feel like there's nothing they can do to stop this scourge. But there is, particularly with Congress now delving into appropriations bills in a way they haven't done in years. Tell us what all of us, everyday Americans, can do to try to put pressure to change the dynamic of an open border. The most immediate thing is to defund these operations. So Americans need to call their members of Congress and uh, have them uh, vote accordingly for appropriations, whether it's defunding the NGOs that we just discussed, uh, increase not just Border Patrol resources, but also interior enforcement or ICE resources, who's going to have to then go find the millions of illegal aliens that this administration has released into the interior to detain them and to remove them. Um, and, and to to focus on getting the backlogs down, whether it's in immigration court or uh, the application benefits, uh, getting those adjudicated so that people who are eligible for benefits get their decision quickly and those who are not eligible uh, get their decision quickly and are removed from the country. Yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. The power of the purse, exactly what our founding fathers intended to be used in moments just like this. Laura Rees, Director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation. So grateful to have you on to help conclude this very important special report today. Keep up the great work. We'll be sure to have you on soon. Thanks, John. All right, folks, on that note, we must conclude yet another successful special report with great thanks to our sponsoring partner, Heritage Action for America. And remember, you can get involved as soon as today by visiting Heritage Action's Activism Center on their website, heritageaction.com. Once again, that's heritageaction.com. Sign up, become a Sentinel, donate, or just get involved with your own community. I also want to thank the Real America's Voice Network for allowing us to have these breakthrough conversations with so many great experts. We are committed to bringing you the facts so you can make up your own mind on issues like that. And with that, I ask that God continue to bless you and this extraordinary country. Thanks again for watching. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. 
But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.